At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. to the Cryptid Keeper podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their Easters. Happy Easter, everybody. I'm Alex. I'm Addison. <laughs> and we're here to share the good word of monsters. I was going to come up with another word, but then Hi. I just settled on monsters. They're not monsters. Yep. They're, I'm, they're fun critters. I'm Addison and Alex didn't clear that intro with me. <laughs> Nothing about it. No, none of that was pre-approved. Um, sometimes you yes and, and sometimes you maybe don't. (laughs) Yeah, maybe sometimes you realize that improv was never your calling. No, but that's mine. That's my version. That's fair. Copyrighted. (laughs) The groundbreaking new school of improv coming to you from Addison Peacock. Oh, see, do not steal. Uh, the, The Peacock method of improv. Fly directly in the face of everything your partner expects from you. (laughs) So. Uh, if you are going into the backlog here, if you're catching up after a long, long time, then this intro probably made literally no sense. But if you're listening on release day or shortly thereafter, then happy springtime holiday, whether you celebrate Easter or Astara or if it's Passover for you. Uh, we hope you're having a great time. I trust them to use context clues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do too. I just sometimes like I'll listen to something and I'll be like, well, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Oh, but, totally. You know, spelling it out for the good friends out there. Besides, maybe some of them don't have, like, release dates on them. I don't know what, how different podcatcher apps work. That's true. That's very true. Oh, I just meant if someone said uh, Easter in an opening, I would assume it was probably Easter time. Maybe. But then again, sometimes there's no context for the things that I say and do on That's this true. show. That's so. true. So, um, yeah, this episode will be going up on... Oh, my God. We missed an opportunity, didn't we? This episode will be going up on April 1st. I mean... This could be fine, actually. This could okay. be fine. S- stick with me. Okay. So I'm the keeper of this week's cryptid, and I'm quite excited for it. Uh, it's going to be a wild ride pretty much from the time I say these words out loud to the time we finish, I think. And I'm predicting that now, and it's going to go horribly wrong somehow. It's going to end up being like the most plain It'll white so bread serious. episode ever. I was promised whimsy. It's very whimsical. Actually, yeah, I should say I was promised whimsy. Whimsy, Yes. No, Brother West. Well, wasn't then, acting whimsy. Okay. <laughs> well, then, tell me, Addison, how familiar are you with the Phantom Kangaroo? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. The what now? <laughs> the Phantom Kangaroo. I really love the hit musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, gosh. They're also sometimes referred to as errant kangaroos. Errant kangaroos. Kangaroos that shouldn't be, perhaps. Errant kangaroos. Errant kangaroos. So the phantom kangaroo is our cryptid this week. Oh, beautiful. And there is some debate on whether or not the phantom kangaroo counts as a cryptid because there is some debate on whether or not they're just straight-up kangaroos where kangaroos shouldn't be or if they are some sort of maybe undisguised as of yet undiscovered subspecies of marsupial or whether they are ghosts ghosts or like cool fun alien dinosaur kangaroos there's a lot to unpack but leading cryptozoology expert lauren coleman counts them as cryptids so i do too also at the end of the day like why do you hate fun yeah seriously it's okay like i'm bringing you a gift called the phantom kangaroo and you're gonna look that in the mouth your mother and i put these Easter baskets together for you and you're going to open them and throw them on the ground. You will upturn them onto the ground. We are going to take these family pictures and you are going to hold still for once, Donald. (laughs) These are our Christmas cards. Why are you taking Christmas cards at Easter? (laughs) Because this is the only time our family's all in the same place, Addison. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Okay. So let's just jump right in. Pun intended. Leap right in, maybe. (laughs) Um, A phantom kangaroo is a report of kangaroos, wallabies, or their accompanying footprints in areas where there is no native population. Oh, fun. Some explanations put forth are escaped zoo or circus animals. I was going to say. Or publicity stunts by local businesses using photographs from Australia. Wait, I love that. Others suggest outbreaks of such sightings as a form of mass hysteria. Now I know what you're all thinking. 
If you know anything about phantom kangaroos, you're probably thinking, well, Alex, this is a largely North American cryptid, and Addison just did an American cryptid, and you have this whole complicated algorithm explaining why you weren't going to do something like that. Not so. Here's the deal with phantom kangaroos. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. (laughs) They're everywhere. They're omnipotent. They are largely, like, Midwest American is, like, where most of the USA sightings are localized. But there are instances of these bad boys in the United States, France, Japan, New Zealand, the United Kingdom. They're all over. I love it so much. They've been around the world. They have. They go places. Like Jason Derulo, been around the world, don't speak your language. And so we're going to turn your world upside down. That was nice. (laughs) And also, thank you for ignoring my Jason Derulo reference. (laughs) It's not a real Jason Derulo reference until you sing the words, Jason Derulo, somewhere. Jason Derulo. Um, We're going to get sued. But I really want to quickly just object to you referring to them as bad boys. I don't think that's very nice. Well, it's because they're from Australia, which is where opposite language makes that mean good boys. <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot about Australian opposite dialect. You know, how Australia works. Yeah, you know, like when you go to Australia and they go, bad day, mate. <laughs> well, no, they say good day. They're just wishing you a bad one. <laughs> oh, no. That's Aus- what you don't know about Australians. <laughs> they're suddenly a lot less friendly. Yeah, right? Those Hemsworth boys are threatening. <laughs> when they say to throw another shrimp on the Barbie, they mean don't throw another shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> yeah, but for God's sake, no more shrimps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let's go over to the Cryptids wiki, Aww. which has this very brief summary of the Phantom Kangaroo. And there are a lot of these which are like repeats of each other in terms of the information. But if you Google Phantom Kangaroo, you'll get like a million results. I was not prepared. And I, I'm including several different ones here just because the phraseology in so many of these is so hysterical to me. It's like they just don't know what to do with this information, but it's pretty straightforward. And so they're just trying to put their best spin on it. So Cryptids says, The phantom kangaroo is a strange, out-of-place marsupial that has been reported in many places. It basically looks like a normal kangaroo, except for some reports of giant kangaroos. Oh no, how big is giant? Some of them are fairly large. Uh, Some of them look like normal kangaroos. Some of them have, like, weird, not-quite-kangaroo-ish qualities to them. I'm going to kick you off first with just a series of, like, sightings. So you're getting sort of a, a list of where these these guys have been seen. Okay. Um, and then some of these sightings will end up going into more detail later because some of them are just amazing, like, accounts. Mm-hmm. But here we go. And I think most of these are, are United States localized. But during the tornado of 1899 in Richmond, Wisconsin, a woman saw a kangaroo leaping across her backyard during the tornado. In 1934, a giant kangaroo supposedly killed and ate police dogs no. in Hamburg, Tennessee. Absolutely not. In 1958... Charles Wetzel saw a kangaroo chasing dogs nearby his cabin home in the Platte River near Grand Island, Nebraska. No, no, I do not know a lot about kangaroos, but I'm pretty sure they're not natural predators of dogs. <laughs> we'll get into that. Leonard Siagi and Michael Byrne, two policemen, saw a kangaroo in an alley in 1974. The animal escaped by kicking Siagi in the legs when he tried to handcuff the kangaroo. <laughs> okay, I don't want a victim blame, but that's what you get. <laughs> in 1978, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, two men took a blurry picture of a kangaroo they saw in a bush. That's just, you know, we're just getting right into the weird kangaroo sightings oh, here. No. Were you prepared for any of that information? No. We'll get into more detail about the policeman one later. Yeah, please I think tell that's me what's up with kangaroos and dogs. Yeah, it's like a whole big thing. And that's one of the reasons why people are believing this is not a kangaroo, right? So we have a lot of reason to believe these are just straight up normal kangaroos. Like, for one thing, a kangaroo is very much an animal that's real, and we have proof of this. And so seeing one is not particularly weird. It's just like the juxtaposition of seeing a kangaroo in a place you don't expect it to be, like leaping through Mm. your backyard in the middle of a tornado in the Midwest. I think I'm a kangaroo denier now. I've never seen one in person. I've just seen pictures. It could be all Photoshop. And that's the other thing, is that there are actually plenty of totally, like, viable photographs of phantom kangaroos. Not all Photoshop. Kangaroos don't exist. (laughs) They're not real. Um, Which is a funny thing that you would say, because actually there are a lot of accounts of the phantom kangaroo, specifically in the United States, that actually dovetail really interestingly with accounts of the Jersey Devil. Oh, well, I mean, he does look a lot like a kangaroo in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. So some people oh, like think there's some overlap there. Oh, weird. There's also an overlap between the phantom kangaroo and something called the neo-chupacabra, which is <gasps> like, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it more. New wave chupacabra. New wave chupacabra. Third wave chupacabra coming for your goats and your police dogs. Okay. 
There's just like a really misguided attempt to like take on a corrupt system, I guess. <laughs> they're doing they're they're taking the fight to the streets for all of us. <laughs> they did that for us, but the police dogs didn't deserve that. <laughs> they really didn't. Okay, so here's the demoniacal. Phantom kangaroo. A phantom kangaroo is an unexplained sighting of a kangaroo in an area or location in which kangaroos are not known to naturally exist in the wild, such as literally anywhere except Australia. <laughs> Appearance. Most of these animals are described as traditional kangaroos, but other descriptions imply an unidentified animal that only bears a resemblance to kangaroos. Hmm. The, there is a picture of a phantom kangaroo here, which was taken in Wisconsin in 1978. I'll show it to you in a minute. Thank you. Lore. Sightings of phantom kangaroos date back to the 1800s. An interesting quality of these reports is the reported aggression or violent behavior of some of the reported animals, like you were talking oh, about. Oh, no. They're not natural. Like, kangaroos are not naturally predators, so there's But they some... are. They are, actually. They can be very aggressive. I have been told by people, unless they were messing with me, I have been told by many Australian folk that you are not supposed to kind of mess with a kangaroo if you see one in the wild, because they are known to... They can kick the Oh, sh- yeah, no, I would not square up with a kangaroo. Yeah. They can be... Like aggressive, but like we're talking about like devouring other oh, animals and, and like yeah. mutilation. They're not predators. No. Uh, let's see. In many of the sightings, the kangaroo is blamed for the mutilation of other animals. This part of the phantom kangaroo lore is quite strange. Yeah, I don't as mean kangaroos are herbivores. I'm start. I don't mean to start laughing, but I just imagined. I just imagined the police quartering the kangaroo in the alley, and he reaches into his pouch and pulls out a knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> um, so I don't know where it came from. I just it's talking about kangaroos being aggressive, and I just couldn't <laughs> I couldn't suppress the image. Uh, despite despite what skeptics might say, the sightings of phantom kangaroos actually occurred. A little bit defensive there, demoniacal. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty. And in many cases, the police were involved, which is an interesting thing. There are actually, like, a lot of these include police reports and investigations or policemen being like, yeah, there was a kangaroo there. That's wild. Yeah. To um, Unfortunately, no animal has ever been caught. To add to the mystery... In certain sightings where circuses were in the area, none claimed ownership of kangaroos or none reported any missing animals. Of course they wouldn't. They've the got s- secrets to hide. The same applies with local zoos. No animals appeared to have escaped or were reported missing. So in a lot of these cases, obviously, mm. the natural assumption of skeptics yeah. was to be like, well, it's just from like an escaped zoo or from an escaped circus or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't mean that the zoo or the circus escaped. I, I mean, mean, it's escaped Look, from Alex, the zoo or the circus. Alex, yes. all I'm saying is it sounds like a pretty convenient way to cover up the fact that you've been secretly training kangaroos to fight. Yeah, I'm really excited for the spinoff of The Greatest Showman where we find out that Hugh Jackman was really just training an army of phantom kangaroos. Yeah. No, I'm saying they're not phantoms. They're just kangaroos that have been trained to fight and taught to hate. Oh, no, no, no. Phantom is just like the name of their secret underground kangaroo fighting mm, regiment. Got it. Got like, it. you know how like people in the army be like, oh, we were like the scrappy bulldogs or whatever. Yeah. Like, or we were the... the Ghost turtles. These guys. Uh, yeah, like, you know the army regiment, the ghost turtles. <laughs> the ghost turtles. We're like, oh, we're the phantom kangaroos. Yeah, we're both invisible and slow. What? All right. <laughs> well, you know, I love wins that. the race. <laughs> Another strange aspect of the phantom kangaroo lore is that we're just like three words that like sound so good together. Phantom kangaroo lore. <laughs> like you say one, and then like the next one is never what you're expecting. Where's the episode, Aaron Menke? Where is it? Like you say phantom, and then people are like, whoa, phantom, that came out of the kangaroo. Whoa, that was, I, I don't know what's going to come. Lore. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, Aaron Menke, get on it. <laughs> get on it. Get it together. Um, another strange aspect of the phantom kangaroo lore is that the sightings occur in flaps or waves, similar to sightings of UFOs. For example, okay. in the state of Oklahoma, there was a phantom kangaroo flap that occurred in the early 1980s in the area around Tulsa, Oklahoma. Phantom kangaroo flap! <laughs> I know, more great phrases, right? That just, it sounds like slang and I'm not sure for what. It beats me. Something bad. Yeah, I, I don't really want to go Something filthy. Anyway, oh, we're not going to go there. Why'd you go there? I didn't. Mm. I didn't. I was led there by the words. Anyway. By the phantom kangaroo. <laughs> okay. Tell me uh, more about goodness. it. Oh, goodness. I'm going to as soon as okay. I can get this page to load. No worries. They're keeping the truth from you. What don't they want you to know? <laughs> this is all your fault, Hugh Jackman. Can you imagine if we applied that logic to, like, things aside from kangaroos? Like, there's an Australian actor. I didn't expect to see him here. <laughs> Clearly, he's a ghost. I didn't even make the Hugh Jackman connection at first. Yeah, right? All right, while you're trying to get that page to load, can I posit a theory to you? Yeah, please do. Maybe I'm being influenced by the season, by, like, the time of year and, and the celebration and the pastel-colored candies I've been seeing in the grocery store. Uh-huh. But have we considered something 
mysterious appearing where you don't expect it, possibly like disappearing, something that hops, that jumps, that bounds. Easter bunny? Um, Easter bunny. Easter kangaroo. The Easter kangaroo. The Easter phantom kangaroo. Now, pray tell, like, give me more info on this this theory of yours. Are you implying that the Easter bunny is actually a phantom kangaroo? Or are you saying that all occurrences of the phantom kangaroo are actually the Easter bunny? I'm not saying, I'm not, I don't want to be that definitive. It's not, it's very rarely black and white, Alex. There's very, there's much more likely to be a gray area. Well, this picture of the phantom kangaroo from Chicago is. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. He's cute. He is cute. I love kangaroos. They they're adorable. But I really do think if we're going to talk about this time of year, if we're going to talk about something mysterious that jumps and bounces and bounds and hops. We do have to at least bring it up. We should yeah. acknowledge the Easter Bunny. Okay. Consider the Easter Bunny acknowledged. Consider him. Consider him. Consider that if I ever have children, I'm going to raise them to believe in the Easter Phantom Kangaroo instead of the Easter He keeps the candies bunny. in his pouch. It, honestly, it makes so much more sense. Like, in every conceivable aspect. It's way more practical. Okay, are we t- omnipotence. Check. Jumping. Check. Appearing in areas for a specific amount of time being seen by multiple people. Check. He could keep the candies in his pouch. Check. Yeah, and like here's the thing about the Easter Bunny. Like, it's never really clear. Are we supposed to believe he is a rabbit-sized rabbit, just like hopping around delivering? I was candies? always told he was it a makes big no boy. sense. Is he a large sort of like anthropomorphic rabbit? Well, you know what else is a large anthropomorphic rabbit? A, a kangaroo. kangaroo. Anyway, did you get it to load? Going to yes, going to newcryptozoologywikia.com. Um, I'm just going none to of read, that old shit. Yeah, no, this is new cryptozoology for a new era. This ain't your grandmother's cryptozoology. Um, I'm going to read to you the information on this page exactly as it appears. Oh, good. Um, with you, well, hopefully you'll see what I mean. There are some like weird capitalizations. There are some line breaks. So, um, this is my new slam poem called "Phantom Kangaroo." Out of place, kangaroo-like marsupial <laughs> seen in North America and Europe, far outside its normal range. Physical description, height, three to six feet, light, tan, to brown in color, pointed ears, pointed snout, large hind legs and small forelegs, long tail. Behavior, takes long jumps, can move as fast as 20 miles an hour. Distribution, United States, especially in the East and Midwest, Southern Canada, England. Moselle Department, France, Varmland County, Sweden. And that's that's my slam poem. The formatting change is there. I don't know why. I'm snapping for it. Thank you. I I think for a cold read, it was pretty good. That was pretty good, yeah. A partial list of North American places where phantom kangaroos have been reported follows. Are you ready for this? Yes. I'm just going to list them all off, and you can just proceed to be amazed. Can't wait. California, San Francisco. Colorado, Golden. Delaware, Concord, Illinois, Chicago, Dalton City, DeCoin, Evanston, Lansing, Plano, Rock Island. Dang. Indiana, Carmel, Rennesleyer, Sheridan. Iowa, Ottawumet, Wellmond. Kansas, Abilene, Wakefield. Michigan, Detroit, East Lansing. Minnesota, Anoka, Coon Rapids. Nebraska, Grand Island, Endicott, Fairbury, Stanton. New Brunswick, Canada, Milltown, Miramichi, New York, Webster, North Carolina, Asheville, Nova Scotia and Canada, Bridgetown, Ohio, Grove City, Monroe, Oklahoma, Owasso, Tulsa, Ontario, Scarborough, Tennessee, Hamburg, Utah, Cedar Fort, Washington, Polyula, Wisconsin, Brookfield, Eau Claire County, New Richmond, Pewaukee, Waukesha. Dang. All of those places in how many is that? Like at least uh, 18 different states? Yeah. Crazy. Wild. Yeah, a, a lot going on here. Jet setter. Yeah, he just, he's been everywhere. <laughs> I saw Kangaroo Jack. I know how he gets around. <laughs> that movie was such a disappointment. Oh, thank God somebody else saw Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> I was starting to wonder I dreamed it. <laughs> it's a bad movie, especially just because it should never have been marketed to children. It should never have been marketed. <laughs> I'm in a remake of Kangaroo Jack, but Kangaroo Jack is played by Jack Black, so it's just Kangaroo Jack Black and he's not a kangaroo. <laughs> But I want everyone else in the movie to act like he's a kangaroo and for him to be the only one who doesn't understand, like, why he's in this genre film. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds it's, a thrill- it's a thriller. Oh, gosh. <laughs> now we're getting, like, weirdly close to Tusk and I hate it again. It's a psychological... No, no one's trying to make him a kangaroo. <laughs> it's goodness. just everyone already thinks he's a kangaroo and is treating him like he is one and he can't figure uh, out gotcha. why. It's a psychological thriller. Interesting. Let's go over to unexplainedmysteries.com. Okay. I can't believe you would say the word tusk in my mouth in this sacred space. <laughs> it's payback for the last time that you had an episode and made me listen to horrible words with my own face ears. <laughs> so take me over to this new website. I will as soon as your Wi-Fi cooperates. It's bad Wi-Fi. Some mysteries are meant to remain unexplained. 
guess I'm just not allowed to go to unexplainedmysteries.com. <laughs> Some knowledge is forbidden. Okay. Well, we'll skip that one. <laughs> Sorry. I guess. Hope it doesn't throw off your formula. <sighs> yeah, no, it's fine. It's just like uh, there... I, I really like unexplainedmysteries.com because it tends to have, like, it's where I got my very favorite hellhound sighting. Oh, it tends to have, like, man. personal accounts and people commenting on them in, like, ways that are hysterical and unexplainable. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Why won't it let us in? Um, okay. So here's what I'm going to do. Unexplainedmysteries.com is not working for me, but I'm going to run down before I go to any of the rest of these sources and just read you some of the headlines of these articles because they're amazing. Okay. Very good. So here is an article called The Phantom Kangaroos of Chicago. Mystery Kangaroos of Miyagi Prefecture. Whoa. Subtitled Mystery Kangaroos in Japan. Whoa. Here's an article from Urbo.com called, Apparently, Phantom Kangaroos are becoming a real problem. <laughs> I love the kind of, like, disbelief in that. Apparently, they're becoming a real Apparently, problem. Apparently, Phantom Kangaroos are a real problem. Here's an article from Atlas Obscura called, Does America have a secret kangaroo population? Oh, I love Atlas Obscura. And if not, what's that thing hopping in the distance? <laughs> does it say that? It does. Oh, that's so good. Um, this is exemplar.com, and it's just a page that's subtitled Phantom Kangaroos in North America. Ugh, boring. Um, yeah, I know, right? So like, boring. Unimaginative. Errant kangaroo sightings oh. explained. Are there wild kangaroos loose in America? Are there? Are there? Can I pet them? Fugitives from zoos? <laughs> Marsupials in the Americas. Dangerous kangaroos. <laughs> the American kangaroo. And then lastly, phantom kangaroos. Seriously? Dangerous kangaroos, the sequel to Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah, right. Okay, so let's scroll down a little bit. This is exemplar.com. Okay. And the other one was with the boring headline. The boring headlines. And the author of this page is just called Cryptid. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Uh, this was updated on October 18th, 2016. Oh, very recent. These are all pretty recent, which is, like, cool. Beautiful. All right. Are there wild kangaroos loose in America? Phantom species are creatures reported to exist far out of their home ranges. Everybody knows kangaroos, those hippity-hopping things that carry their kids around in their pockets. Oh. They're supposed to live in Australia. So why are people increasingly spotting them in North America? They've been dubbed phantom or errant kangaroos. I love errant. I love it too. It's like I'm a knight errant, except I'm a kangaroo errant. It's like really weird. And these elusive marsupials have been documented around the United States for over a hundred years. What's going on with these out-of-place animals? And can the sightings really be believed? With sprawling fields and farms, it appears that rural America would be a great habitat for the kangaroo, especially the southwestern states that may more closely mimic their outback habitat in the wild. Mm -hmm. Large, non-indigenous animals have certainly gained a foothold in Australia, from camels to pigs and even possibly big cats. Is it possible that the land down under may be exporting some critters of their own? Exporting. <laughs> but some believe these cryptid kangaroos aren't Aussies at all, but instead a rare species yet to be classified by science. Hmm. It seems like a stretch, but it's not as bonkers as it might sound. Kangaroos and other marsupials all evolved from a common ancestor, and in fact, there are still marsupials in the Americas today. Possums. Is it then unreasonable to think a species of kangaroo may have evolved in the Americas? And could these creatures maintain a small, obscure population out of sight of humans? Some cryptozoologists think the phantom kangaroo may be a new animal yet undiscovered by science. So, that is like one school of thought. I like the idea of secret kangaroos. Yeah, and we'll go a bit further into it. So... Errant kangaroo sightings explained. And this mm -hmm. sort of gets into, like, well, okay, if they're not kangaroos, what are they? And then we'll get back to, like, if they are kangaroos, how? How? Errant kangaroos have been spotted in America dating back to 1899, from Minnesota to California to New Jersey to North Carolina. There are a few grainy pictures floating around on even some police reports, but no animal living or dead has ever been recovered. Of course, the most popular explanation for sightings of wild kangaroos in North America is mistaken identity. Deer run rampant in many areas of the country, and they are of similar size. Yeah, but they don't look even a little bit like a kangaroo, except in the face. It's the, the mostly the face, yeah. Yeah. Deer are also capable of rearing up on their back legs for very short periods of time, mm -hmm. though to see one do so is rare. White tail jump and bound... White tails jump and bound quite capably, but of course they don't hop on their hind legs, and one would think it would be easy to spot the difference. Yeah. Otherwise, there are a few American animal. There are few, sorry, American animals we can logically confuse with a kangaroo. Mm -hmm. As large marsupials, they are fairly unique to the world and have no equivalent in North America. So, is it possible that Australian kangaroos have somehow managed to gain a foothold in America? Another possible cause of the sightings is Australian kangaroos that have escaped from zoos or private properties. There are several animal sanctuaries around the United States housing kangaroos, numerous zoos, and an unknown number of unlicensed owners. 
if these animals had escaped from private citizens who had owned them illegally, it's not likely they would be reported. Is it possible some of these animals have established a breeding population over the years? Entirely possible. I do want that love story. Like a kangaroo escapes from like inner city Chicago and then another kangaroo escapes from like rural Wisconsin and they fall in love. Oh, beautiful. With no carcasses ever found, it seems unlikely that such a species could exist. But just as many believe there are reasons a Sasquatch body has never been found, there could be reasons. One interesting explanation for phantom kangaroos is that they represent a species of rare marsupial not yet classified by science. The North American kangaroo, while biologically plausible, is a stretch. It's tough to imagine an animal that thrives in fields elsewhere in the world would go undetected for so long in America. It's even harder to imagine one never getting shot by a hunter. We could loosely argue that Bigfoot is an intelligent primate or human ancestor and therefore able to somehow evade hunters, but this certainly isn't true for a marsupial. Rude. Yeah, right? That's kind of rude. Super rude. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that they can't I evade. Know. Right, whatever. So basically, the, the article goes on to explain there are some marsupials in the Americas, including 60 species of possum. Six? Wait, what? 60 species of possum. I. This is going to sound really ignorant. I literally only knew about the one. Uh, North America has, I think, like... Just the one main kind of possum, but, like, in the Americas, there are more possums. Still, I didn't know there... Mm-hmm. I only knew about two types of possum. I only knew yep. about um, the ones we have here and then the Australian brush-tailed possum. Yup. Um, this actually says, and I, I have not fact-checked this anywhere else, but this says Australian marsupials originated in South America many millions of years ago when Australia, South America, and Antarctica were connected. Oh, interesting. So that's, like, the genetic origin I point. don't find that super surprising. That makes sense. I can see some crossover in some of the animals. Yeah. Uh, these days, there are tremendous differences between American and Australian marsupials. That is, except for an animal called the Monito del Monte. What is it? Strangely, this tiny critter shares more genetic similarities with Australian marsupials than its American cousins. What is it? Um, I'll show you in just a minute. Yeah. It is apparently the only extant member of the family of marsupials that went on to colonize Australia. What does this mean for the American kangaroo? Obviously, this tiny animal wouldn't be mistaken for a kangaroo, even if it did somehow make its way to North America. But it does mean the possibility exists for convergent evolution. This is when distant ancestors evolve similar traits despite their complete separation. So if nature decided this model worked in Australia, might nature decide the same type of creature would evolve in America? I mean, yeah, that happens all the time. Yep. Basically, this article is just sort of like laying out all the groundwork so that when it does finally make its argument, like, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. it works. And it, and it is a very... Um it's a much more uh, grounded way to look at it than I'm used to us doing yeah, on the totally. show. But this is the Manita del Monte. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's the that's the the, the, the little tiny little guy. guy. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it so much. It's also called a Colocolo possum. I love it. Wait, can I just? You can oh. see this tiny little guy sleeping in the hand. Oh my god. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, they're real small. This one's looking at a snail. It's really oh my cute. God. I really need you if you're listening at home, please Google image this little thing. It's Monito so del Monte. Cu- it's so Yeah, cute. there's a picture of it like face to face with a snail, like looking curiously at it, and the snail is much bigger. Oh, it's, it's so really cute. cute. It looks like a sugar glider. It does look like a, a lot like a sugar glider. Oh my god. I love um I love marsupials. That's a weird mm-hmm. category to talk about like that, but I love marsupials. So many of them are so cute. They're pretty good. I love all of the varieties of possum I have yet seen. <laughs> yeah. I love kangaroos. I love that like weird Twitter trend that's taken over with like possums Possums. saying things, but just like with umlauts over random letters. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So Off to eat some trash. Trash. <laughs> yes, hello. I am possum. I am possum. No, that's straight up not what an umlaut does. I, know. I do not care. It's amazing. Okay, I don't so know. there's not another way for me to verbalize an umlaut on that I word. I know, right? Um, okay, so that's like the sitch uh-huh. with the idea of like displaced kangaroo. So that's like okay. displaced kangaroo theory. Basically, uh-huh. there are three main schools of thought. There's a school of thought that phantom kangaroos are escaped kangaroo, like escaped Australian kangaroos. Yeah. There's a school of thought that they are somehow a species of kangaroo native to or evolved to adapt in North America. Uh-huh. There is the third school of thought, which is that they are something else entirely. And so, like, oh. the evidence that we have sort of corroborates those three in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but this last one that I'm interested in is this idea of, like, somehow paranormal kangaroos. Um, and this is corroborated by the fact that, like, one, we've never recovered a body. Mm-hmm. Never, ever. So, like, even if they are a species that's existing out there in the Midwest, like, 
they wouldn't really have natural predators out there. Their bodies would be somewhere if we yes, were like exactly. seeing all these kangaroos, especially Unle- in like the big waves of kangaroos that occur all at like one time. Unless, in these unless they don't have a corporeal body. Exactly. The other things going for this is like the weird sort of like viciousness with which they apparently attack when they are confronted, um, and the fact that they like apparently have eaten things. Hunting dogs. Now there are some explanations for carnivorous behavior in kangaroos, which is that they don't exist in Australian kangaroos as we know them today, but apparently there are some, like, archaeological precedents for carnivorous kangaroos way back when, and that this could be, like, a divergent sort of tree. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. (laughs) I just, the idea of a carnivorous kangaroo is really upsetting. Anyway. Yeah, it's bad, but the idea is that, like, carnivorous kangaroos have existed before in history, so it's feasible for them to exist again. Um, other things that sort of go for the phantom version of the phantom kangaroo is that apparently they have glowing eyes, like glowing red eyes. Excuse me. Um, which some people have, like, again, rebuked as, like, the way that kangaroo eyes look when you shine lights on them. Yeah, do they have, if they reflect. Yeah. Um, the way that, you know, cats uh, mm-hmm, do. Right. Of animal, most animals Yeah, and do. apparently kangaroos do as well. So okay. it's like, some people have dismissed it as just that. But the fact that, like, there's somewhat large animals who have managed to just sort of vanish um, is a weird thing. Yeah, no, that is a little bizarre. <laughs> even a kangaroo, like, like even if it was just bones, because of course there are scavengers and things like that, but you would think we'd have found bones. Mm-hmm. Which leads me back to this comment from Exemplar, which I love very much. Uh, as though it's not interesting enough for a population of wild kangaroos to live in North America, they sometimes get mixed up with less realistic cryptids, such as the chupacabra or the Jersey Devil. For serious cryptozoologists, it's important to separate the two types of sightings. And perhaps this strangeness can explain the lack of interest in the North American kangaroo by the general public. It's just too darn weird. It is too weird. Mm -hmm. Or is it just weird enough? Just weird enough for me to love it. I love it, too. It's really good. I'm a little conflicted, though, Uh about the idea of carnivorous kangaroos because I love kangaroos and I think they're cute and I want to pet them. Agreed. I know I shouldn't pet a kangaroo. Australians are already typing tweets out about how hard kangaroos can kick and how they can literally kill people by kicking them in the chest. I know. This is my this is my hellhound. Okay. This is my hellhound. I'm going to pet it. Well, since we focus so heavily on North America and specifically United States phantom kangaroos, I'm going to dip back, dip my toes back into the water of the rest of the oceans mm-hmm. of the world. Their little arms are good for hugging. They are. They're right, great anyway. for hugging. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's cut back to some more international occurrences. Mm-hmm. France. Oh. It is sometimes said there is a population of kangaroos living in the wild in the township of Imoncay. Oui, oui, about, le kangaroo. About 50 kilometers southwest of Paris. I hated that I did that. In anyway. fact, they are rednecked wallabies. These, oh. These wallabies are descended from a breeding population which escaped a zoological reserve in the 1970s. So there are phantom kangaroo sightings in um, in France, but they're most like there is a very grounded reason for that. These are most likely a specific kind of kangaroo from a specific wallaby population, which has just sort of flourished in France. Wallabies are so cute. Okay, but but wallabies are much smaller. Yes. I don't understand how you could mix that up. They're so much littler. It's just the fact that people who see them are like, ah, a kangaroo. Oh, and fair. don't really know what they're doing. That's fair. Uh, New Zealand. In 1831, two men off the Sydney packet reported to the collector of customers in Australia that they had seen a giant kangaroo nine meters in standing. <gasps> no. At a small cove in Dusky Sound. Absolutely not. I did mention giant kangaroos earlier, and you wondered when we were going to get back to it. The hop of that kangaroo would, like, shatter the Eight earth. Eight foot vertical leap. <laughs> Eight foot vertical leap. That's where earthquakes come from. Oh, yeah. They do just come from this one giant kangaroo in Dusky Sound. They observed it on the bush line from a small boat, and when they came too close, it leapt into the water and plowed through the water, leaving a wake extending (laughs) from one end of the sound to the other. Oh, my God. (laughs) It just, it leapt into the water and caused a freaking tsunami. Mm -hmm. Kauau Island in the um, Haraki Gulf has a colony of three species of wallabies, descending from a deliberate introduction by Sir George Grey. What the hell, George? Visionary. A 19th century governor. New Zealand also has a wild population of wallabies in the, uh, I guess, Waimate or Waimate, I don't know, district in the South Island that were introduced for hunting in the late 19th century. More messed up. I hate that. At least Sir George was just like a Pokemon trainer ahead of his time. (laughs) He's like, welcome to my safari zone. No, he was playing Sim Park. (laughs) Yeah, he straight up was. Uh, United Kingdom. 
All right. Documented colonies of red-necked wallabies exist in the United Kingdom. In Staffordshire, a breeding colony established itself after breaking loose from a private zoo in Leek, Staffordshire in the 1930s. Oh, man. Alex, <laughs> I have to say something. Yeah? Consider... I don't mean to throw it way, way back, but consider some. Ooh, I know where this is going. Springheel Jack was a wallaby. Springheel Kangaroo Jack. Oh my god. Springheel Kangaroo Jack. Infinity War is the most ambitious crossover event of all time. Me, an intellectual. Springheel Kangaroo Jack. I know that doesn't account for things like him saying, like, slippity um, slap on Springheel Jack. Do I care? <laughs> do I care? Kangaroo Jack talked in the movie. It was probably you know, hall- fantasy Yeah, sequence. it was definitely like hallucinations brought on by the, uh, the outback, but. Yeah. Side note, why did they market that as a children's film? Anyway. Why did they market it, period? Why was that movie made? Who was the target audience? I don't understand. It's the most inconceivable film. It's really bizarre. Like, even trying to explain it, I feel like I'm having a fever dream. Anyway, I just I just need to put out there that something kind of aggressive, and perhaps instead of slapping people, he was just kicking them real hard. Yeah. Or pulling his secret kangaroo knife out of his kangaroo pouch that we already talked about. <laughs> anyway, um, a breeding colony in the UK, the UK established itself after breaking loose from a private zoo. In the 1930s, their population seems to have peaked in the 1970s, reaching numbers between 60 and 70. Oh, my. You can't contain these wild boys. You can't. There were no confirmed sightings of the wallabies between 2000 and 2007, with some locals believing they must have died out. In 2009, newspapers reported wallaby sightings, including including clear pictures that made reference to sightings in 2008. That's right. Other wallaby colonies... Those are fun words to say back to back. <laughs> Wallaby colonies. Oh, good. Exist in the UK, including reliable reports from the Fenland on the Norfolk Lincolnshire border, and there are a few in Ashdown Forest, Sussex. Wallaby colony sounds like a new song by the Wiggles. It does, doesn't it? The Wiggles broke up, though, didn't they? I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Subsequent sightings have been made, including a report of a Bennett's wallaby filmed by zoologist Maurice Melzek in Highgate Cemetery, Hampstead, London, in October 2013, and an albino wallaby in Northamptonshire in 2015. An albino wallaby? Mm-hmm. Or was it just a ghost? It was probably just a ghost. In Scotland, in Canachan, an island in Loch Lomond, has a population of wallabies as well. Huh. Yeah, Lady Erin Colquhoun introduced them in the 1920s. And she sounds like she had her shit together. All right. That's dope. All right, Erin. Like, all right, you know, you know what? You know what would liven up this lock a little bit? How about a population of wallabies? Oh, she's cool. She's Tell me nothing else about her. I want to preserve this image. Yeah, I know. She's going to be awesome. Uh, And then lastly, Japan. Between 2003 and 2010, Mm -hmm. there was a series of phantom kangaroo sightings. And these are like phantom Mm -hmm. kangaroos again, not just like, uh, like we know where these came from. Phantom kangaroo sightings in the Mayama Mountain District of Osaki, Miyagi, a city in Miyagi Prefecture. Where's the anime about it? I hope it's out there. Where is it? Where is it? There's an anime where a Shiba Inu just attends school with a bunch of regular girls. I know. (laughs) It's perfect. Where is this kangaroo anime? So let's learn a little bit more about the mysterious kangaroos of Japan. Please. This is from MysteriousUniverse.org, and this article is by Brent Swanser. All right. Um, October 26, 2015. One area of cryptozoology, which I like to think of as more like a sort of subspecies of the field, is the investigation of what are called out-of-place animals. These are the various, often very large species of animals that for whatever reason end up far from their original habitats, and quite often in places where one would hardly ever expect to see them. This could be anything from the infamous alligators in New York sewers, to lions roaming America's Midwest, to black panthers prowling the countryside of the United Kingdom. And although these are known animals, these out-of-place beasts are sometimes every bit as enigmatic, mysterious, and indeed baffling as any other creature within the realm of cryptozoology. Mm -hmm. Certainly one of the stranger recurring stories of -of out-of-place animals are the numerous cases of phantom kangaroos showing up all over the place in a wide variety of locations throughout the world, and Japan seems to be no exception. You ever think it's just like a shapeshifter messing with people? No, I choose to believe instead it's a population of several hundred worldwide phantom kangaroos. You're right, I'm sorry. I don't know why I even brought that up. Japan certainly has its fair share of natural beauty and unique or endemic fauna, but one thing that no one expects to find here is kangaroos in the wild. Well, yeah. Yet this is exactly what bewildered residents have reported seeing in a rural community in Miyagi Prefecture, which is located in northeastern Honshu, Japan. The last months of 2009 in particular saw a sudden surge of mysterious kangaroo sightings in the area around Asaki City that has authorities scratching their heads. Most of the sightings have occurred in and around the wilds of the picturesque rural Miami district, which is known for its open fields, rolling green grasslands, and quaint pastures. Aww. 
there's a picture of it in case. you're Oh, that's wondering. beautiful. Yeah, it's very like hilly. It's it's almost Appalachian looking it looks, in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, it looks kind of like New, New England almost. Mm-hmm. The first report of the year occurred on October 24, 2009, when a resident of the Miami district spotted a kangaroo in the woods. The animal was described by the eyewitness as being around one meter, about 3.3 feet, uh-huh. in height with beige-colored fur and shining eyes. Uh-huh. Several other separate reports of kangaroos began to come in over the following months, mostly matching the same general size description and reported as having fur ranging in color from beige to a dark brown, with one account describing a black kangaroo. Ooh. In one case, a farmer was startled when a large kangaroo bounded over a pasture fence and bolted past him so close he could feel the wind against him as it went by. Wow. In another case, not one, but two big kangaroos were seen wandering about a grassy hill before darting off into some trees. The most recent sighting occurred towards the end of December of 2009, when an elderly woman spotted a large kangaroo bounding across an open field. I love it. As amazing as these sightings are, the locale is not exactly new to kangaroos roaming its countryside. And in some ways, the more recent sightings could be seen as a recurrence of an ongoing phenomenon in the area. According to Etsuro Ishikawa, the head of Miami's community center, there have been at least 20 reports of kangaroo sightings in the area over the seven-year period spanning 2001 to 2008. Are we kidding? This suggests that the animal, or animals, is a rather long-term resident, and that it has managed to survive on its own in this new foreign habitat. It is not clear what species the creature is, whether these sightings have been of the same kangaroo, or if it is a solitary animal or a group of several. Now, obviously, kangaroos are not native to Japan. So how did one or more get to the wilds of this faraway land? What is going on here? I love that. It's really good. And so for this one, like, it's again an explanation of there have been no reports of missing kangaroos from zoos around the area. Um, Mm -hmm. There's no instance of, like, traveling circuses or, like, performers that have, like, shipped these in and then just, like, they've gotten out. Um, The only real possibility that the author puts forward is the possibility of, like, released pets, Mm -hmm. um, which he says it actually has, like, a somewhat high probability since the sale and rearing of kangaroos and wallabies aren't subject to any regulations under Japanese law. Okay. And, in fact, these animals can regularly be seen openly for sale at pet shops throughout the country. Are we kidding? Yeah, right? Um, So it certainly seems possible for an escaped or released exotic pet to be behind the reports, and it's not unprecedented. Like, because something similar happened with a North American raccoon in Japan. In 1977, an enormously popular anime series called the um, Arayaguma Rasukaru, Rascal the Raccoon, spurred an enormous demand for the animals as pets. So about 2,000 raccoons were imported to Japan annually over the following years. (laughs) I would love a pet raccoon. I understand. And then this commentary, which I love. Of course, although they certainly look cute, the fact that raccoons are very hard to train and are actually quite aggressive wild animals caught many aspiring raccoon owners expecting a new adorable sidekick by surprise. Oh, no. And the animals were dumped into the wilds of Japan on a regular basis. Oh, no! <laughs> where in the face of a lack of any natural predators caused the unchecked population to skyrocket. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> yeah. No, if you're gonna get an animal that is gonna that is difficult to work with and, like, to raise, you need to be prepared for that and please do not just abandon your raccoons. Yeah, no, it's bad. Anyway, but then they go into, like, um, no matter where the raccoons came from, it's a bit unrealistic to expect, like, kangaroos to survive in the wild of Japan because of their fairly cold winters and obviously very disparate climate from Australia. Yeah, their bodies are not made for that. Yeah. um, The sightings in Japan, though, tend to be smaller than, like, typical raccoons would be expected. Most Australian kangaroos are, like, six feet, and these are about one meter tall. That's Um, so cute. However... There have been some reports of them being slightly larger, up to about three meters, which would, like, fall in line more with kangaroos. So if they are an escaped species that has, like, since adapted over a few generations, it's mm-hmm. possible that they'd be, like, I don't know, smaller and furrier, maybe? I don't think maybe. I've ever really processed how big kangaroos are. They are large Six boys. Six feet? I'm five foot. I'm five three. Mm, yeah, they're tall boys. A kangaroo would and look, kill me. He looks like he would fight you, too. <laughs> Anytime so, you see a picture oh of my kangaroos, God. they're, like, ready to fight. All right, I'm sorry. Please, God and everyone around, forgive me for this, but that is kangaroo jacked. <laughs> oh, no. No, but in all seriousness, Ugh. kangaroos are buff. Yeah, they are. They're, like, the buff, like, gym teachers of the animal kingdom. Oh, yeah. 
Um, that kangaroo would destroy me. <laughs> he would absolutely like, yeah, no, he would mess you they up. They would kick me in the chest and I would dissolve. Bad. And can you believe the police tried to handcuff one of those guys? They like saw a kangaroo in an alley and they were like, well, I know what to do here. Like, are you kidding me? No, get away from that. Also, handcuffing the kangaroo is not going to disable the legs. The legs are the scary part. Yeah, the legs are the dangerous part. Also, their hands are so small. I really feel like <laughs> so the hands can just slip through. Anyway. The arms of a kangaroo are not the dangerous bit. Yeah, not at all. Somebody's going to reply and say that kangaroos actually have a wicked undercut. Mm-hmm. But like... Uppercut, not an undercut. That's a haircut. And <laughs> <laughs> a grown one at that. Um, American cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman doesn't necessarily agree that a kangaroo is the culprit and offered his own ideas on what could be behind the sighting. So That's right, Lauren. Lauren Coleman coming through with comments on the Japanese phantom kangaroos and says, Purely based on size alone, I have to disagree with the Japanese expert's opinion. If this is a typical out-of-place roo report, the species described will not turn out to be a kangaroo, but a wallaby. As Aww. I note in my chapter on mystery kangaroos or phantom kangaroos in mysterious America, there are wallabies adapted to colder climates that do well in northern locations. Huh. They are the ones that are most often incorrectly reported as kangaroos. Okay. But again, no physical proof of any of these guys I was, in the area. Yeah, I was expecting a little bit more of a fantastical explanation from my guy Lauren, but, you know. Yeah, right, but no, no concrete physical evidence, no bodies left behind, no, like tangible sort of note of their colonies being there. Nobody out there like, I had a vegetable garden and the kangaroo got into my radishes. No, there have in fact been several attempts by law enforcement officers to track down the mystery kangaroos, but no success yet. Is this some sort of weird widespread prank? No idea. I want to believe that they're there. Honestly, heart sink. I'm really curious about your personal take. What do you think they are? I honestly don't know, and I wish I had time to get into more of this. I know that we're starting to get a little bit long, although there's stuff to be cut out, so it's probably a bit shorter. So we'll go into one or two more really quick. Please. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, Let me see. Normally, I like to believe in the supernatural explanation, but I'm also kind of really into the idea that there's just kind of secret kangaroo societies around the world. Like um, the kangaroo minati, if you would. (laughs) Oh, that's good. The uh, Ruminati. The Ruminati. Ru report, by the way, when he said that sounds like a uh, sounds like an Australian talk show, but mm-hmm. also an Australian talk show that someone who is not Australian would make up. Right. Like yeah. an American would make up. Mm-hmm. Like an American sitcom would be like, "Hello, welcome to the Ru report." Um, yeah, seriously. Um, it's like some horrible indie movie about like yeah. a, an American guy that goes to Australia to find himself in the outback and starts mm-hmm. an indie podcast. Did you mean a Hallmark yeah. movie? Yeah, I kind of did. It's a Hallmark movie, and he falls in love with a uh, with a local uh, with a local hostess of the Rue Report, uh, which is a local radio show in this small Australian town. Of course, town. it is. Um, oh, and she hates Christmas because her fiance <laughs> left her on Christmas last year, <laughs> and because her dad died in a Santa-related accident. <laughs> <laughs> and he hates kangaroos because one of them killed his mom, and his father died in a kangaroo-related accident where he was pretending to be dressed up as a kangaroo. <laughs> okay, now you're just talking about the dad from Gremlins. <laughs> I absolutely am. Gremlins is not a Hallmark movie. Last time I checked. <laughs> Anyway, okay. tell me what's Sorry, next. I'm trying to find, I think, honestly, that several of my things I was, like, my talking points I remembered were on the website that won't load, which is oh. a bummer. But I, I like this article, too, so we'll go to it real quick. Okay. This is from Urbo.com, and it, this is the article titled, Apparently Phantom Kangaroos Are Becoming a Real Problem. <laughs> You're out for a walk when you see a strange silhouette in the distance. Okay. It's Shia LaBeouf. Framed against the setting sun, it looks like a large cat. As you squint, it takes on a no. more humanoid shape. Finally, you realize what you're seeing. But it makes no sense. Kangaroos do not look like cats. Who wrote this article? Okay, sorry. Um, uh, Jamie Wiles. <laughs> Jamie? Have you seen a cat? Jamie. Jamie. Have you ever seen a cat? I'm sorry. I don't mean that got aggressive. Yeah. I just get very defensive well, about cats. Well, just go back and listen. Okay. Framed against the setting sun, <laughs> it looks like a large cat. It does. It is a strange silhouette in the distance. As you squint, it takes on a more humanoid shape. Okay. Finally, you realize what you're seeing, but it makes no sense. I think what Jamie is describing is this sort of cognitive dissonance trying to take in this kangaroo shape when they clearly want to believe it's a wampus cat. Mm. You call in the strange sighting to your local police department, and they quickly dismiss you as a raving lunatic. (laughs) Still, you're sure that you saw some out-of-place marsupial hopping in the distance. Congratulations, you're now a victim of the phantom kangaroo. <laughs> okay, victim is a strong word. Yeah, it escalates Because so it didn't quickly. do anything to you. It just was there. Mm-hmm. You saw it. It was just there. 
Yep. He didn't do anything to you. He didn't key your car. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, one of the first notable modern reports came from Patricia Wilcox, a school bus driver in Wisconsin. Okay. And this is, we talked a little bit about this sighting already. She saw two kangaroos hopping through traffic. I thought, oh, no. I thought they were deer at first, she said later. People were honking and slamming on their brakes, and finally one guy hit one. But it just got up and hopped off. The skid marks are still there. The guy just got out of the car and stood there looking. <laughs> uh, let me see. And then he called out of work sick and had to go home to stare at the wall and rethink everything. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin newspapers reported the wave of sightings which led to kangaroo fever throughout the state. Kangaroo fever! Several kangaroo hunts attempted to find the animals with predictable results. The hunters tried to attract the marsupials with air horns, yes, seriously, and a man in a homemade kangaroo costume. (laughs) But while the hunters were hunting, another couple reported a kangaroo sighting several miles away. (laughs) The hunters got all their inspiration from Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah, literally. Now that I've seen one, I'm wondering if I'm all right, said one of the confused witnesses. Oh, no. This straight up sounds like a click hole video, and I love it so much. While many Wisconsin residents treated the ruse as a joke, the Wisconsin Agriculture Department took the sighting seriously, issuing a press release warning citizens to beware of the phantom animals. The press release noted that kangaroos frequently carry anemia, a potentially serious infection. Which, like, is that how anemia works? Anemia? Are you sure they meant to say something else? Didn't mean to say something else? I, I have no idea. I'm just telling you the word I that I, I see. I don't think that's that's not... I feel like that's not right. I think they... Do they mean pneumonia? It's possible. Concerned citizens should check the animal's lower lip for a tattoo for proof of inoculation against the disease. <laughs> check the kangaroo's lower lip yeah, for a tattoo. Yeah, look for their street tattoos. <laughs> just Are just, they in a kangaroo gang? Are they gangaroos? <laughs> just pull out the kangaroo's lower lip. Like, hey, come here a second, buddy. Square up. Just want to check your gang In tats. all seriousness, though, I don't know about kangaroos, but you can catch syphilis from koalas. I did know that. You can get syphilis from a koala, and not in the way you think, just from hanging out with it. You don't have to get intimate. You don't have to get intimate with the koala. You can just get. Thank syphilis. you for clarifying and also for saying those horrible words. <laughs> you can get emotionally intimate with the koala. <laughs> Open can, up like, about your past. Talk about the horrible things that happen to you and the reason that you don't trust anymore. Yeah. Talk about like how everyone you date reminds you of your dad. Like yikes. With your anyway. Sorry. Um, um, also, one more thing. I, did, I couldn't find an out a good place to slip this in, but so they thought it was all like potentially a trick. Like they thought it might all be a kanga ruse. Anyway, love it. That was, you don't sound like it. Love it. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find the other. It's okay. Thing you sound like for. you hate it. I a little bit hate it. I understand. An interesting thing about the French the French sightings is that kangaroos fall into sort of a legal void, according to Stephanie Wolchak from the Hunting Federation of the Ile de France, uh-huh. erroneously referring to the wallabies, which are similar in appearance to kangaroos but substantially smaller. Uh huh. We can't hunt them because in France, species are listed as either game, pests, protected species, or pets. Kangaroos appear nowhere. <laughs> there's no there's no legal precedent for kangaroos. There's no legal precedent for kangaroos. Um, anyway, yeah, I think what I was looking for is on the Mysterious Universe page, which I can't get to, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, basically, I just wanted to touch a little bit more on, like, how there's the idea of, like, these kangaroos, because we've talked a lot about, like, reasons why they would be actual kangaroos, and I did kind of want to get more into, like, the supernatural nature of them, which we're not really going to get much of, I guess. That's sad. Um, oh, here's one. <gasps> that was not a joke. Sorry. Yeah. That was not a joke gasp. I was so um, excited. This is from a Tumblr account called grayforces.tumblr.com, mm-hmm. which describes itself as a collection of tales from the worlds of the 40 and the occult, hysteria, and high weirdness. Okay. This article is called The Phantom Kangaroos of Chicago. I think mm. Chicago is just, like, trying to get in on all the cryptid crazes. Chicago is a little thirsty. Yeah, okay, so, like, Chicago, if you have all of this, why did you need the Mothman? Anyway, sightings of kangaroos just... in the United States have been a continuing phenomenon in the last 100 years, with most of the cases being in the Midwest. Many times the creatures exhibit unusual behavior, from extreme aggressiveness to apparition-like qualities, including disappearing in front of a large group of people or simply hopping through a wall. Oh. Yeah. Wisconsin was the first state to have phantom kangaroo settings in the late 1800s, but they were soon apparently all over the Midwest and beyond. The most famous out-of-place kangaroo story is probably the 1934 Tennessee killer kangaroo tale. Oh. Where where the ghostly, lightning-fast creature was not only hostile around humans, but allegedly attacked and devoured a couple geese, rabbits, and police dogs. Oh my god. (laughs) That's so intense. 
The creature seemed especially fond of Chicago in the 1970s, with multiple sightings in the years of 1974 and 1975. The beginning of the Chicago sightings occurred in the early morning of October 18, 1974, when two police officers were called by a local man who claimed a kangaroo was sitting on his front porch. When they arrived and nothing could be found, the police laughed the whole matter off and headed back on patrol. A few hours later, the police actually found the five-foot-tall kangaroo in question in an alley downtown. When one of the officers decided it would be wise to handcuff the cornered animal, why the kangaroo proceeded to punch, kick, and scream at the officers. <laughs> scream. <laughs> Until they were knocked down, then escaped and seemed to simply vanish. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. I'm losing my mind. In these cases, the first things authorities are driven to do is call all the surrounding zoos, circuses, and collectors to take any missing or escaped kangaroos into consideration. Well, yeah. They are almost always told that all local kangaroos and wallabies are accounted for, so the phantom marsupial sightings are just filed under the always popular mass hysteria group. (laughs) Yep. So those are some of, like, the more weird. What did it scream? I don't know. Whatever it's like, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. I was going to come up with, like, some thing about, like, it's gang affiliation because we were talking about gangaroos. But, like, I don't want to make a weird sort of arbitrary association between Chicago and gang violence on kangaroos. That's, like, a weird triage. <laughs> That's a really, really weird stereotype that to come up with. Yeah, right? Um, anyway, that's mostly what I've got. It's, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to do with that. Yeah, there's a lot to take in. And I'll need you to, I need to know that for the, oh my God, I need you to know that for the last hour in my brain, various iterations of like rewrites of the little Peter Cottontail song have been playing while my brain tries to figure oh, out a way good. to make and it Oh, good. And so about. what do you have for us? Um, here comes Peter Murder Tail, hopping down the marsupial trail, hippity hop hop, Easter's on its way. Um, that's all I got. It's, hey, clearly you worked really hard on it. it it's still and I in, don't think it's fair to judge art on a letter scale. It's still in its development stage. So, what I'm going to tell you is that I really appreciate that your, um, that your drive shown through. <laughs> Thank you. That your passion for the subject was evident and that your enthusiasm made you a pleasure to have in class. So, congratulations. <laughs> you. Um, you can move on to the next sort of semester. Of I was going to say, do I get a golden ticket? Am I going to Hollywood? No, but you do pass the assignment. <laughs> Thank you. A for effort. A for effort. I spell effort A-E-F-F-O-R-T. <laughs> Effort. Uh, okay, so that is the I phantom feel, kangaroo. I feel drunk, and I'm not. It's just I feel like this is the spirit of the phantom kangaroo is upon you. It's put me in like a weird headspace. Um, it's because we did way too much thinking about kangaroo Jack. No one human should ever be allowed to do that. The brain isn't ready. The I'd like you mind. to give, so. I would like for you to give me a rating okay. on the phantom kangaroo because I think he deserves one. Uh huh. Um, so I would like for you to rate the phantom kangaroo for me on a scale from, hmm, this is difficult. Yeah. Is it? Is it difficult? It's a little difficult. Difficult to quantify something like this? Yeah. Yeah. No, it absolutely is. Um, hmm. Well, it's weird because we've talked about so many different, like, iterations of, like, this kangaroo's personality. So I guess maybe if you were giving the phantom kangaroo, like, feedback, like, if, okay, so the phantom kangaroo has come to you with this pitch for, like, its, um, its acceptance as, like, a cryptid uh-huh. in the cryptid community, and you are, like, on the appeals board to decide, okay. like, feedback on that. So you're going to tell, like, the phantom kangaroo, like, yes or no, like, you have or have not been accepted as, like, uh, you, you do or do not get your cryptid license, and, like, mm-hmm. here's what to work on if we need you to come back later. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, hello, uh, Mr. Kangaroo. Can I call you Phantom? Uh, I reviewed your pitch, and I want to, first of all, commend you for putting yourself out there. Not a lot of people are brave enough. Not a lot of uh, entities, creatures, are brave enough to put themselves out there like this. And I, I have a little bit of feedback, if you'd be interested. Uh, I would ask that you please remain... Uh, behind the desk, I and keep your legs to yourself. Thank you. Um, I would say I think I'm a little confused about your message, about your brand. I think you need to sort of unify that and come up with sort of a cohesive branding statement. Because as of right now, I can't decide. Are you are you benevolent? Are you dangerous? Are you predatory? Are you supernatural? Or are you an evolutionary mystery missing link? I can't really I can't really pin down 
your message. And I think that to make you marketable, so to speak. If if I may. Yeah. I do believe that what he's going for here is trying to sort of be a kangaroo jack of all trades. I understand. <laughs> but unfortunately, we find that that just doesn't really work with our target audience. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the problem here is that, like, you know, in a our agency represents so many cryptids with such a highly specific niche that, like, occupies such a specific spot. You know, like, we've got, you know, the the cryptids out there who are looking solely to terrorize people, or we've got the cryptids that are looking solely to sort of have this benevolent protector figure. We've got, like, the pop culture icons. We've got, like, the mysterious shy boys. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you going for? What are you offering us? Unfortunately, there is just no room in the business for someone trying to do it all. Yeah, and I think if you're trying— I understand trying to diversify. I do. But you have to know what your strengths are, and you have to know where you really shine and as you have a cryptid. To, and you have to bring those to the table immediately. Like, when I look at you, I should be able to tell I would advise right away. you to go home and come up with a single-sentence branding statement that you can bring in, and perhaps three adjectives that you think describe you as a cryptid. And I think if you can come back in with that— then we can continue the conversation. Because don't get me wrong, we are very interested in you. It's just that we don't feel you are as marketable as you could be. I think you're selling yourself short by trying to do it all. Uh, So if I may, Mr. Phantom Kangaroo, thank you so much for competing on America's Next Top Cryptid. And you have been disproven. Now I need you to go home and practice your pictures. Make sure, are you blurry enough in those pictures? Are you avoiding the camera enough? I don't want crisp lines. How's the glow in your eyes? Remember to glize. Glow with your eyes. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, I think that'll do it for us today. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy your holidays or have enjoyed your holidays. If for some reason you prioritized spending time with your family over listening to this brand new, (laughs) fresh episode of The Crypto Keeper. That we made just for you. That we made just for you. We left it in your in your springtime holiday basket. Or your holidays if you're celebrating Passover. <laughs> that was solid. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, I don't know what you're celebrating this uh, around the springtime. I hope, but whatever it is, I hope you have a good one. And I hope you eat good food and have a nice time with I people that you love. I hope that your altar is bountiful. I hope that your Easter basket is full of so much chocolate. I hope that all of your many delicious fried foods are just so so on point mm-hmm. um, I hope that if I'm forgetting any holidays people will tweet me to tell me all about the cool and beautiful ways in which they celebrate their cultural traditions and their upbringings and their personal connection to faith mm-hmm. and I hope you all enjoyed this really weird boy and it's springtime so get out and smell some flowers unless you're allergic to them that's right uh, so anyway <laughs> as always we hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there mm-hmm.